but I spent a year of my life when I was 19, just working my butt off and saving that money. And that's what started the whole empire is just being disciplined and not giving up. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I am your host today, Theo Hicks. And today we will be speaking with Matt Spangenberg. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Theo. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. So a little bit about Matt before we get started. He is a 36-year-old real estate investor who started from absolutely nothing. He actually used a HELOC loan to do 30 bird deals. So that's the buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat strategy. He's acquired $7.5 million in real estate over the past decade as a side hustle and currently owns 51 units with seven additional units closing in the next month. He's based in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, and you can say hi to him at Carly. That's Carly with an E. So C A R L E Y investment holdings at gmail.com. Now me and Matt were talking a little bit before we went live and he mentioned two deals in particular that I am looking forward to diving into during our conversation, one of those deals was where he was able to create over $350,000 in equity. And then another one was 100% owner financed. So before we hop into discussing those deals, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure. So my email is actually Carly with a K. So everything else you said was good, but it's Carly with a K, Carly Investment Holdings. So as far as my background, I grew up as the average person. I left home at 18. I bought my first house at 20 years old. 
bought off, saved money for a down payment, 20% down, thought that was the way to do it. But as a 20-year-old, I bought a foreclosure as is, no water, no electric, everything was off. But I just had the guts to just buy it. Didn't really know what I was doing. But I fixed that up. My wife and I got married three weeks later. We were hanging sheetrock together. We were painting together, doing all that. But the cool thing was we bought that. We got a good deal on it. The market went up in 2004, 2005. And we were able to get a HELOC and get a $100,000 home equity line of credit because of the equity we had made in that first house we bought that we lived in. So that's kind of how I got started was getting the first house young, building up sweat equity, and then getting a HELOC. So that $100,000 HELOC loan, was that the foundation that you used to acquire the remaining 29 Burr properties? So you just kind of rinse and repeat that same capital? Absolutely. Yeah. I had that sitting there. And actually my first deal was a twin in the local city of Bethlehem near me. I bought it for 68 grand because it had a fire. So then I'm 24 years old and I have a hundred grand line of credit. I see a house for sale. Actually, my brother found it and brought it to me and told me about it. 68 grand, I bought it. I got laid off from my job. The market crashed. I got laid off. So I didn't have much to do. I went in and started working on this house, fixing it, painting it, doing it all myself. And I didn't even know about the burr. Never heard that term before. This is 10 years ago. And fixed it up, got it rented. I was in it total for about 95 grand, I would say, after I bought it for 68, put some money into it. I went to the bank and said, hey, I want to refinance this. And they came out, appraised it at 130 and gave me a loan for 100 grand. And I thought, man, this is awesome. I just got five grand back. And my mortgage tax insurance was 900 bucks a month for this place. And I rented it to local college students and they pay me two grand a month. So my first rental property, I was clearing $1,100 a month and I was hooked and off to the races. Did you buy that property all cash? So was it $95,000 out of your own pocket? Or did you mention that you got a loan for 20% or 25% down? No, the first rental property I used my HELOC for, and I bought cash with my HELOC for 68, did the improvements with my HELOC. Then I refinanced it, got 80% of appraised value, which is all my money back, paid my HELOC back down to zero, and then had that house basically no money out of pocket. And 11 hundred dollars a month cash flow with no money out. That's a slam dunk. Where did the money come from for that initial down payment on your first house? At 20 so my years first old? house at 20 years old, I just worked my butt off, man. When I was 19, I did nothing but work every night and weekend. I saw my fiance on Friday nights and Sunday afternoons. And other than that, I just worked for a whole year and was able to save 28,000 bucks. And my first house was 98,000 and I put 25 grand down and that was it. That's a great success story. And I'm, I'm glad you were able to do that, to work hard, make that money. And it sounds like you've essentially created this $7.5 million business with just that $28,000 cash wise. Exactly. Um, the rest exactly. is from, you know, your own sweat yeah. equity and spending time doing it yourself. So I want to dive into these two deals. So let's talk about the first deal that you mentioned you were able to create over $350,000 in equity. So walk us through how you found it, how much you paid for it how much you put into it and how the heck were you able to create so much equity? <laughs> sure. I was doing single family homes. I used my HELOC maybe 20 times myself, just kept doing one at a time. And then I realized, man, if I partner with a friend, we could do more. I only have a hundred grand to work with. So I talked to a friend who had a home equity line of credit and him and I said, Hey, let's go together and we'll have more money to do bigger deals. 
So I was driving by this property, run down 16-unit apartment building, all run down, dilapidated, and there was a for rent sign out front. And it said, apartment for rent. So I called the phone number, talked to the guy who was like in his 80s, and I said, hey, I'm calling about your apartment for rent. He says, okay, how many people are going to be living there? And I said, no, I don't want to rent it. I want to buy your whole building. Would you want to sell it? And he said, oh, I don't know. Maybe. Make me an offer. So I, I just pulled up the tax assessment, which means nothing. The tax assessment was 300 grand. I said, would you take 300 grand? He said, sure, 300 grand. So I didn't have the money. So I called my friend. I said, hey, man, I got this deal. I think it's a great deal. You want to go in on it with me? We're going to need money down and money to fix it. He said, yeah, I'm in. So that deal, we bought it for 300000 we went to the bank because I had done so many furs and refis before at the local bank. They knew me. They knew I could do this. And I said, listen, I want you to finance 80%. We're going to put 60 grand down, 20% with our HELOCs. And then we're going to fix it. And then we're going to come back and refi. And the bank said, okay, sure. So we bought it for three. We went in and the rents were 600, 550. There was stray cats everywhere. There's flea infested apartments. There was mice and rats and just quarters and just all the typical stuff. But we went in, bought it, and slowly started fixing the vacant ones up. We gutted them down to the studs, new plumbing, new heating, new everything, ripped out plaster and last. This was a 100-year-old building. And when we were all done, it took us about a year because we were doing it on the side. So we had to get one tenant out, fix the apartment, rerun it. We put 500000 into it, maxed out our HELOCs, maxed out our savings, borrowed hard money, anything we could get. We borrowed money from friends and family and whatever to come up with the 500 grand ourselves. So when we were done, we took the building from rents of 600 and 550 to 1350 and 1500 a month rent. Hardwood floors, granite countertops, central air. We took it from a D class building to an A plus class building. Once we finished, we went back to our bank and said, hey, we're done. Let's refi. Let's get some money out. So we were in it for eight. They came out and appraised it, and it appraised at $1.2 million. So we got a loan for $850,000. We got all our money back, paid back all the loans and stuff, put fifty grand in our pocket, and it still cash flows amazing. Talk about a success story. So you said it was a D property and you bought it and then you upgraded it to an A. Did you know that the market would be able to support this A property? Like when you bought it, did you know that the market was a B, A market, but you found this really rundown property that you knew if you fixed it up, put in all those high-end amenities, you'd be able to, to get higher rents and find those tenants that are willing to pay those higher rents? Yeah, and the reason being is because I have 30 single family homes in that same town where I've done the same thing, bought old homes, fixed them up and was able to get top dollar. So to me, it was like, oh, this is just six homes and I can just repeat what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you mentioned that you put that $500,000 into it and obviously you and your partner friend fronted some of that cash. You said you maxed out your HELOC loans, got some hard money loans, asked friends, family for cash. How did you present the opportunity to those friends and family in order to I guess, convince them to invest. We kind of just told them our track record. Hey, look, this is what I've been doing. I've been buying these homes and I've acquired, at that time, it was maybe $3 million in real estate by buying one at a time and showed them my track record. And then I said, would you like to invest the money with us? We'll give you a promissory note. We'll give you an 8% return on your money. Probably use it for a year or two. And they were like, okay, sure. I've seen your track record. I see what you're doing. You know what you're doing. 
I'd love to make 8% of my money as it's been in the bank right now. So that's the one deal you created, $350,000 to $400,000 in value. What about the other deal that you mentioned to me, which is one you were able to get for 100% owner financing? Can you walk us through that deal as well? Sure. That was another six-unit apartment building in the same town. The guy was in his 70s, owned it for 30 years. Wasn't as dilapidated, but it definitely had a lot of deferred maintenance and a lot of updating needed. So that deal actually knocked on the guy's door and said, hey, I see you own his property over at 123 Main Street. Would you be interested in selling it? And he says, nah, I don't want to sell it. I like the cash flow. I said, well, if you were to sell it, and he says, and I don't want to pay capital gains. I said, okay, I understand. I said, if you were to sell it, get rid of that headache, sell it to us, we'll buy it. We would allow you to own or finance it. And he said, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, we would pay you every month. You'd still get the cash flow. You'd get no headaches. We do a installment sale, owner finance, so you only pay your capital gains each year on the profit you make. And he said, well, I'd want 450000 for that building if I had sold it. And I said, well, I'd love to give you that if it's worth that. Let's go look at it. So in the meantime, I was actually reading the book, Never Split the Difference, Chris Foz, about negotiating. And I used all the tactics. I used guns blazing on the, on the poor old guy and used all the different tactics on negotiating. I got him down to 310000 from 450. And then he said, I don't know if I want to sell for that little. I said, well, you know what? To even make the deal sweeter for you, why don't we do interest only for two years and then we'll buy it from you? And he said, well, how does that benefit me? I said, well, then we're going to basically give you, it came out to like 15 grand in interest we would be paying. So we're going to pay you 310, interest only two years, which is 15 grand, 15 grand. You're going to get 30 grand in interest from us and then we'll buy it for 310. So you're actually going to get 340 if you look at it that way. And he said, oh, I like that. Now, obviously to us, interest only is great because now we had more cash flow to put back into the building. And because he owned this for 30 years, he really had attachment to it. He really liked the building. And we said, listen, as soon as we buy from you, we're going to do a roof. We're going to do new windows. We're going to update the outside, put some siding on. We got a lot of improvements we want to do. So we'd be happy to give you a down payment. But if we give you a down payment, that's all the less you're going to get in interest. So if we give you 20, 30 grand, that's 30 grand less of interest you're going to make. Or instead, if you want to do 100% of financing, we'll take that 20, 30 grand and we're going to dump it right back in the building right away. So you're not losing the money, you're getting that in equity. And he said, okay, I'll finance it 5%, interest only two years, 100% finance. And my partner and I were looking at each other like shocked because we went in with a low anchor expecting to go up and we stuck to it and he, and he took the little anchor. So that was a great deal. That was a great deal. And that, the entire concept of identifying the pain points and then presenting the solution. I mean, this is like a, a picture perfect example of that. You knocked on his door. Well, well first of all, <laughs> because me and Joe have talked about this before, because we've heard the door knocking strategy on single family homes, or we've heard the door knocking strategy on places where multifamily properties have the owner actually living in the building. So you actually knocked sure. on this guy's personal home. So you looked up the property on the assessor site, you found out where he lived and you showed up to his house asking to buy his property, correct? Yeah, exactly. I didn't even know what I was going to say when I got to the door. I just knocked and just wung it, winged it, whatever you want to say when he answered the door. That's fantastic. That's my first time hearing that particular type of door knocking. But what I was saying is that you identified his pain point. So he didn't want to sell because of capital gains. So you fixed that by rather than buying it from him straight up, you paid him cash flow each month. So he'd only pay taxes on those as opposed to paying massive tax on the sale. 
He also wanted the cash flow. So you're able to solve that by giving him the interest only for however many years. So you got that $15,000. You didn't want to reduce the price. So instead you presented this interest only. I mean, you put all the stops and you essentially were able to <laughs> all of the pain points. Yeah. And and I told him obviously in the seventies and he's like, he wants to go down to Florida for a couple months in the winter. But he mentioned like when he goes down there, he gets calls from a tenant. So I said, listen, you do this deal. You can be sitting on the beach in Florida and you're going to get your checks every month from us and you'll get no headaches from any tenant. And a month and a half later, when we closed, after we closed, he, he said to us, he said, I never thought I'd sell it for so cheap. He said, but I'm really happy I sold it. And he says, the thing that got me was when you said you could be sitting on the beach, collecting your check from us and not have a headache. He says, that's what sealed it for me. It's everyone's dream. Yeah. Uh, it's good for you. All right, Matt, for the money question, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Oh, best advice would be just to be creative. You got to think outside the box. If you see a door closed, look for windows. You have to be disciplined. So many people today want to have everything up front. But I spent a year of my life when I was 19, just working my butt off and saving that money. And that's what started the whole empire is just being disciplined and not giving up. Solid advice. All right, Matt, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right, first, a quick word from our sponsor. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellyn.com forward slash show. That's dwellynn.com forward slash show. All right, Matt, what is the best ever book you've recently read besides Never Split the Difference, which you already mentioned? Oh, man, that was my book. <laughs> I was going to say Never Split the Difference. Oh, that's a good one. There's always Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm in the process of reading Fake right now by Robert Kiyosaki. That's pretty good, too. That talks about reserve banking and stuff. But Never Split the Difference is the top one. All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right, uh, thanks. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would hustle and find deals. If I had no money, I would go out there, knock doors, call people. I'd find deals. And once you find the deals, you will find the money. Besides your first deal and your last deal, and go ahead and say the two deals we've mentioned already, what is your <laughs> best ever deal? All right. So I got another one that I bought back in January. It was a seven unit off market deal. The guy wanted 458. I got him down to 370, but all my money was tied up in other deals that I had going. So I went to a friend of mine and said, hey, you want to make 8% on your money? He said, yeah, what do you need? I said, give me 75 grand for two years. He said, okay. So he gave me 75 grand. I used that as a 20% down and got 80% owner financing from the bank for the rest. So that's another seven unit I bought with none of my own money with hard money, friend money for the down payment and bank financing for the rest. And then what is the worst deal that you've done? Worst deal, I don't want to say worst deal, maybe a mistake I made would be mm -hmm. over-improving a unit. I bought a C, C minus department and I thought I could make it an A and it wasn't the neighborhood and I put 25000 into 
remodeling it, putting hardwood floors, granite, all that stuff. And the rent was like 75 bucks more than if I didn't do any of that stuff. So I was just kicking myself like, man, I over-improved that. I guess it's I didn't know the neighborhood. Okay. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I give money to my church, commissions, and tithes. I also love to help young guys or girls coming up that want to learn about real estate, want to learn about debt and leverage and the good debt, not the bad debt. And I, I love to open young people's minds up when you start telling them about real estate and cash on cash returns and no money down and just see their eyes light up when it clicks. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? That's where it would be email. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I think I'm on bigger pockets, but I never checked that. I was too busy finding deals and working that stuff to go on social media. So the best way would be to email me at carlyinvestmentholdings at gmail.com. And that's Carly with a K, K K-A-R-L-E-Y, investment holdings. Well, Matt, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I learned a lot. It's always great to hear success stories where it's literally just 100% about hustling and just grinding and especially doing it at such a young age. Um, just to kind of recap what we discussed, you mentioned how you bought your first property at the age of 20. You worked for a year to save up money for the, the down payment. You happened to be laid off from work, so you and your fiance at the time worked on the, or actually you got married a few weeks out later, and you guys were the ones that yep. put all the sweat equity into the house, were able to create $100,000 in equity, which you used as a hellock, and that was the, the foundation of your business. I went over two deals in particular. One is where you were able to create 350K. It was your first deal where you, in a sense, raised money. You had a a business partner who brought some capital and you raised money from from other people that you knew. And you were able to do that because of your track record and explaining to them, hey, I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. Um, That's how you're definitely going to make money. Also, because of your relationship with the local bank, you were able to pull out all of that capital to pay back your investors and put... $50,000 $50,000 in your own pocket. Uh, the specific numbers where you bought it for $300,000, put $500,000 into it, raise the rents from around $600 bucks up to thirteen to $1,500, appraised for $1.2 million, got a loan for $850,000. And then your second deal, which was the first time I've ever heard of someone knocking on the door of an apartment. <laughs> they don't live there. You found their house, knocked on the door, didn't know what you're going to do, didn't know what you're going to say. Ended up buying 16 unit property well below the price that the owner wanted because of the negotiating tactics you learned from Never Split the Difference. And essentially every single pain point, every single reason why he didn't want to sell, you were able to solve for him. And ultimately, the thing that closed the deal was when you mentioned how he can be sitting on the beach, getting paid, without having to deal with any headaches from the tenants moving forward. And then, of course, your best ever advice, which you obviously implement in your own life, is to be creative, think outside the box, and be disciplined. You worked your butt off for a full year, saving money, seeing your fiancé only a few times a week, and that's what allows you to kind of launch this $7.5 million real estate empire, and I'm sure that will only go up in the future. So, uh, Matt, I really, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. Best of listeners, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks. See ya. Are you ready to close more deals and officially seal your financial freedom? The Dwellin Show with Ola Dantis discloses the most innovative real estate investing strategies to kickstart your quest to financial freedom. Go listen at www.dwellin.com forward slash show. 
That's D W E L L Y N N dot com forward slash show.